even in the three months I spent with Kamora, like I've been really happy and like I wouldn't like change anything about it. Like I definitely would rather have that experience and like I'd still always remember it as a really good time. All the stuff that I've done, like, you know, you've made it better. It was interesting because I hadn't actually been in a relationship until now. So it's definitely all uncharted territory. But I think that, you know, Nick, you made it really easy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unhinged. It's Marcella. Peyton is not going to be here for the next few episodes because she got a really cool job opportunity. So she's focusing on that for now. But whenever she's not here in voice, she is here in spirit. The episode today is me interviewing my friend Kamora and her boyfriend Nick. They started dating a few months ago and we really just kind of went and did a deep dive on commitment and our generation's tendency to kind of shy away from like labels or committing, being exclusive, whatever. And it was a really cool conversation to hear from them because they were pretty excited to commit to one another really early on. And yeah, that's all I really was hoping for. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I'm going to let us get to it. And yeah, bye. Welcome to Unhinged, Nick and Kimora. Kimora and Nick. I'm cutting it so it's Kimora and Nick. (laughs) I have loyalty to Kimora. I'm just kidding. Um, Kimora is one of my best friends. We met like, I want to say six years ago at this point online and then met in real life um, in a bar. And she was like, wait a minute. Are you my online friend? And now it's been six years. (laughs) and I haven't seen her in two years (laughs) and that's a fact because of the the pandemic do you guys want to introduce yourselves um I'm Kimora pretty much the same thing that Priscilla just said uh love a good online meeting obviously so yeah that's how we met it's been such a great friendship you're talking more about Marcella and not me yes I'm talking about (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I'm Nick and I met Kamora online also. So I guess we have that in common, uh, Master. And uh, yeah, um, I'm 24. Um, I've lived in London my whole life. You can probably tell by the accent. I'm obviously British. And yeah, I also have a twin brother. It's probably a fun fact to mention out there. Oh, he did much more of an intro than I did. I didn't think I needed to do that. Yeah, Kamora, give us more. (laughs) We need to know more. (laughs) More. (laughs) Over the same age. We're 24. So fun. All of our birthdays are actually really close. September, October, November. Yeah, 96 babies. Weird. We're about to be 25. Yeah. No. Quarter life crisis. (laughs) Hate to see it. Time to buy your Ferrari. I know. A quarter life crisis item is probably just like rent for that month. Honestly, I can't like (laughs) make a huge purchase. (laughs) yet <laughs> we really have enough to pay rent <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe later can you guys tell the listeners what your relationship statuses are I know but <laughs> go ahead and say <laughs> we're both in a relationship together 
We're dating so, each other. We're both dating each other. That seems a good summary. Yes. So how long have you guys been dating? Um, what, three months? Yeah, three Just months. A little bit over. Just over three yeah. months. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Very exciting. Yes, very exciting. Three months. Okay, so how'd you guys meet? You already said online, but what app? Yeah, we actually met on Bumble, but um, yeah, it was kind of obviously pure chance. Like, <laughs> I, I'd never used dating apps before, and because of the pandemic, it's kind of forced to use it. Um, because you weren't at this point, you weren't allowed to meet people indoors, so you can only meet people outdoors. So yeah, we met on Bumble. All right, nice. Kamora made the moves. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Made the first yeah. Move. yeah, I've never actually. I've been on what... one Bumble date only. Oh yeah, because I guess you use Hinge more. Yeah, I feel like Hinge is bigger in DC than any other app. Yeah, would you guys say Bumble is like the app in London? I'd say Bumble or Hinge. Yeah. Tinder's a bit uh, creepy. Yeah, I, d- I didn't really like Tinder too much. Um, the, the Hinge and Bumble were bad. No, I've never downloaded Tinder. I heard too many stories about people like dying and I was <laughs> like, I don't want to get kidnapped. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm just not going to download Tinder. Yeah, but we did meet in a public place. I feel like that's everyone's first date if you're online. Yeah, well, it was a park date, like a park walk because we were still technically in lockdown. So there literally was nothing else to be done than to go walk around a park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was your first date, a walk? Yeah. Yeah, walking walk. <laughs> in park. Hyde Park. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it actually snowed and was sunny all in the same day. Yeah, it was very weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Very cool. What was your typical first date before meeting each other? Either drinks or like if it was maybe, I don't know, longer than that ago, but we would have done like Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> so like you would not dinner. have taken someone to Nando's well, first date. That was like when I was younger, like when I was like 17 or something where I could go drinks. But like obviously since I've been 18, it's been like just drinks. No, so like when you're an adult, would yeah. you take a first Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. This is like 3, 18. But like, yeah, now it definitely be just drinks. Yeah, I think drinks. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not a dinner date. That's too much for a first date. No. It's too intense. I think like it'd be okay if it's like one of them bars which serves food or whatever, but it's like, like a small yeah, bite. small bite to eat kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, usually drinks. I think just like having a couple of drinks that makes you more relaxed. And you can leave in case it goes south. You can yeah. be like, oh, I actually have somewhere else to be. Mm-hmm. Gets off. Yeah, it's easier to leave when it's just a drink versus like an entire meal. You have to wait for the yeah, check. For meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've kind of been curious about like what the ideal timing of a first date is. And I'm, how long was your walk? Was it like a long walk or like 30 minutes? Yeah. It was what, very short. Was it? It was like an hour. I thought it was two hours. No. In total, the date was no. like two hours. It was maybe it? like an hour and a half. Yeah. I had actually booked to see some friends in the evening. Yeah, like, you, you double booked. So <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, because it's the first day, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't expect it to be there for like hours and hours, right? Because all we could do is walk in the park. And like, I'd never, I'd been on a few dates before that, walking in the park, and they all went terribly. <laughs> like like in my head I was like oh god like I'll probably just book my office anyway because like chances are this might be going well as well <laughs> so probably gave us some mixed signal there <laughs> straight off the bat really ran away yeah. but I mean I feel like it's smart to double book just in case not of course with you guys like for each other but like just in case mm-hmm. the person you see is like kind of a strange a strange mm-hmm. person you're like no yeah. this is not gonna last I need an exit strategy 
after your first date, who made the first moves on the second date? And like, how did you know that you wanted to have a second date basically? So like setting up a second date. Yeah. I think I mentioned it like one hour after because I was like, um, oh, maybe it looks like I'm interested. Yeah, because, like, Let me text. <laughs> because I was obviously seeing my cousin. I was like, this could be interpreted as like, maybe I'm not interested. I'm just trying to get out. So mm. I was like, I'll just text a quick and say, oh, it's like really nice day. Like, we'd love to do it again next yeah. weekend. So yeah, that's kind of where it started, I guess. Obviously, I was happy that you said yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, how did you know you wanted to ask her out on a second date? Uh, well, the date went really well, like I said. So I had a few bad experiences beforehand, like, and the conversation just flowed really, like, naturally. And um, obviously, she's very attractive as well, which helps. Yes, I was about to be um, like, other than that, she's hot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, and obviously, I already knew that. So, like, from the online dating, the thing is, you know what they look like before you meet them. That's like pretty much the only thing I knew. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm attracted to her straight off. Like, I knew that. Yeah. At least you weren't catfish. Catfish. I was like, yeah, she looks how I thought she'd look. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like she has, you know, great personality. Um, oh, thank you. And so like she made me laugh quite a lot when we was walking around. And I didn't actually want to go see my friends and my cousin, but uh, I had to because I'd already booked. So yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to see her again. Um, There's definitely a connection for me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> this is a secret like best friend test right now. Not an interview. The podcast <laughs> 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 is all about questions are they're just interrogations yeah. <laughs> like only um Cora I'm curious what you were thinking too like after the first date were you like heck yes you probably I know you did call me after I'm pretty sure and you were like yeah hey, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I actually do know this um yeah I called Marcella but yeah I was really excited and I was like oh he's so cute like we had a really great time but then yeah I think I was also like but the date was super short <laughs> unclear maybe he'll text me like maybe I should text him and I was like nah like I'll just I'll just leave it for a bit and then hopefully he'll send me a message which he did yeah but I thought it was a pretty good date definitely made me laugh a lot as well yeah I seem to remember talking about one of my terrible drawings oh (laughs) yeah he's really he's a really bad artist and he was talking about his terrible skills with art Yeah, I also didn't know before I met Kamora that she was American because she didn't actually mention it. Oh, yeah, we didn't actually mention it. (laughs) So, like, when I first met her, I was like, wait, that's not a London accent. You like to keep an air of mystery about me. (laughs) So, like, obviously we talked a bit about that and I was like, oh, like, are you here for, like, the week or, like, living in London? Like, what's going on? So like yeah, obviously that that came up straight away. Yeah, I forgot about that that I didn't actually put on my profile like where I was from. Yeah, it was a bit of a shock because like I've never like dated anyone who is, is in English. So like obviously like I think you thought there. I was Scottish. Yeah, before. I thought she was Scottish because of the St Andrews pits, and yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that St Andrews was like very international. I just assumed it was London that was international. Uh, so like yeah, I was expecting like a very Scottish accent, not an American accent. <laughs> imagining me with a Scottish accent <laughs> what if you had rolled up just like imitating Shrek like Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fake a Scottish accent it, it is impossible <laughs> just so bad at accents that would have been horrific yeah that's so funny what was your first thought were you like yeah or were you like whoa I don't know what were your <laughs> thoughts <laughs> I guess my initial reaction was like whoa okay I'm very surprised I just didn't expect you to be American at all and yeah, I think I was more like, kind of like, whoa, like this is cool. 
Like I was definitely intrigued because like at least these people have a high opinion of Americans, especially the Americans that come here. So I was like, well, obviously, you know, the fact that she's here, she must be like, you know, a really good American, you know, like, um, so yeah, I guess I was like intrigued. I feel like that's such a change. I feel like so many people think that Americans are like the worst. I think so I'm surprised that yeah. London has like a higher. I think London, we do have a high opinion because I think usually the people that come to London obviously are either career driven or like, I don't know, it's just like definitely a lot about them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They're like usually interesting people. And it's, I would say they're similar. Like if you grow up in London, it's a big city. If you grow up in America in a big city, you have a lot See, but common. most people don't like Londoners. Well, yeah, the rest of Europe is probably to do with the four and other things, like yeah. Tucker. But I think the rest um, of the UK very much doesn't like London. Yeah, I think Londoners are seen as quite, um, I think, work-focused or not as friendly because it's such a big city. So you don't, like, obviously, if you come from, like, the north or the Midlands area in England, uh, it's usually, like, kind of towns and villages and everyone knows everyone. Um, and it's, like, you're more likely to get a good morning when you go into shops and like that kind of thing. Whereas in oh, London, yeah, no like one here talks to you, you won't speak to someone. There's no now. small talk. It's like, you know, you get on the tube and you just kind of sit there. Like, like yeah. I would be surprised if someone like walked up to me and actually started a conversation. Yeah, I would be taken aback to you. Do you think that um, because people aren't normally talking to each other, it leads them to dating apps more often? Like to meet people, like, is it pretty rare for someone to approach someone else like romantically because of that same reasoning? Uh, See, I feel like that's hard because Nick definitely is more an approach type of person. Yeah. Like he was saying, like, oh, I think we were talking about this earlier. He was like, oh, if we weren't, if the pandemic hadn't happened, like who knows if we would have met because I wouldn't have gone on a dating app. He was like, I would have just tried to meet people in real life, like at bars or pubs and actually chatted to people. Yeah. Whereas I think I would not approach someone at, no. like maybe at a bar or something, like if, if you were just hooking up with someone, but for actually trying to go out on a date, I feel like dating apps have just been yeah. maybe a crutch to meeting people, especially in London. Cause as we said, they're not as friendly. No. I feel like it's harder to approach people. Yeah. I would agree. I would say that I think the dating apps are easier if you're looking for like obviously something more long term, especially like with the pandemic was extreme, but, like even before then. But I like more I said, like I, I think it's more my personality. I'm very like chatty and like I'd rather do it in person. So like I wouldn't go, I'd probably just go ask for their number kind of thing. I'd be like, oh, like hey, you know, you look really like good. Like, cute like see if someone said that like, to me i think i would give them a false number yeah Tamara, i was about to ask like how would you how would you react if someone talked to you versus like i think i, I yeah i think i genuinely would give them a false, false yeah. number i mean obviously it was you and i'd be like oh it's really cute maybe i'll actually give a real number because yeah. you just like oh like probably a creep like let me just safeguard no. myself and give oh like, yeah a no, I would, number yeah i wouldn't person. just go like straight up ask for a obviously i'd chat for a bit and then i'd be like oh i've got to go like I'm with my friends but it'd be good to hang out sometime like here's my number and i'd probably just leave my number and Instead if, they, and if, if they, them with yeah well, i assume that is they feel more comfortable if i let it with my number because then it's like on them like they don't have to text me back like <laughs> yeah me, like it's definitely hard number. yeah whereas if like if you ask someone's number it's a bit more you know in their face like you're kind of like quite direct and you obviously don't know them yeah so i tend to just hand out my number 
I just hope that like I don't get yeah. Well, I just hope I don't get like a text in like two weeks time or something for some number I handed out like (laughs) months ago. Like, hey, this is the person you met five months ago. Like, um, want to meet up? Yeah, want to hang out. (laughs) But um, yeah, I'd say London. Most people probably, if long term, the dating app's definitely more popular now. Yeah. Yeah, Kimora. What's the most fun thing about dating a Brit? The most fun thing. Hmm. Like, I would say the accent, but I feel like it's not that it doesn't, like, excite me, but it's just like, oh, okay, just another normal accent. Um, I think it's fun to hear the different words that he uses, but I think this is specifically for Nick, because sometimes there'll be, like, more British terms, but then other times it's literally just him and him, like, coming up with a random term or random saying for something that, like, doesn't exist and that he would never call it that like I think we had, we're trying to debate calling it a cough drop like obviously like a throat loss injury either and he was like no it's like a cough speak a what <laughs> a cough that's speak literally not real yeah, yeah. so funny really <laughs> so bad and then his dad actually came in and was like no it's it's a cough drop <laughs> he tried to get his dad to settle the debate he was like no it's literally a cough drop like that's just wrong so yeah. I think I like that learning learning new terms i definitely have seen a lot more of london um since dating you which has been nice not celebrating the euros wasn't the highlight oh oh (laughs) yeah i forgot about that (laughs) what is this watching football wait is this this soccer thing yeah Yeah. uh wait yeah can you give me some i i had no clue what was going on with that i saw it on social media and i was like "Mm." (laughs) i don't know (laughs) <laughs> that would be all nick i was kind of there for the ride it was it was good though the last yeah. the final was a good game yeah basically like england hasn't won uh, a major soccer competition since 1966 so my dad was six and uh like this is a big thing we never expect to get to the final because the other teams in europe are really good and um we, when we beat germany after that point like everyone thought like we were gonna win and there's this song that you probably heard it's like it's coming home and it's like it was played non-stop it got to like number three i think in the uk in the charts if you didn't like football it's the worst time to be in london because everyone is drunk singing like people were drinking for the final day from like 10 a.m like it was ridiculous yeah, it was madness. yeah. like when we lost on sunday like because it was, was so very close upset. like we, we lost on penalties which is basically like a just a kind of 50 50 and um yeah, like the pub atmosphere went from being like so like happy because our keeper just made a save, which and everyone thought we were gonna win, and then obviously then we missed, and it's just like dead silent. Like, everyone was sad. Well, Kamora yeah, wasn't so that sad. sad. We we're so excited about it, and to be fair, it was pretty sad. Yeah. But I mean, Italy played really well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you definitely got a glimpse of British all culture, which always is good and bad. It has very bad negatives as well. So you have some fans that are awful. Um, and you also have like those videos of people, you know, doing crazy stuff in the streets, especially with COVID and stuff. Um, and then also it's kind of good though, the atmosphere, everyone was really happy. Like yeah. we had a crazy taxi driver on the way there, like with his England shirt on, talking about how much he loves the game, like and how like, you know, everybody's, you know, kind of forgotten about COVID just for a split, you know, few weeks just because we're in the final. Sorry, this has just turned into a football podcast. Yeah, I sidetracked. No, 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 it's interesting. And, um, well, I don't know. I think basketball is more entertaining than football. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah, I would agree. But like, 
if it's your country then obviously it makes a difference oh yeah well like Like, anytime it's your country you'll actually support it wholeheartedly but yeah yeah yeah. you just need to get your citizenship and then you're fine and then it'll be fine you'll enjoy it do you mind telling the timeline of when you guys met and when you guys started dating because i feel like this is faster than most and i just think it's really fun and uh yeah sure i think was the first date like beginning of april yeah beginning so and then i think we started dating like maybe middle of may or early may like around 15 16th may wasn't it after you came Mm. back from america yeah after i came back from the states yeah so it's only like maybe a month and a bit or five five weeks or so yeah roughly um and you obviously away for one of those weeks because you were back in america but yeah i guess like (laughs) it did move kind of fast but (laughs) I think there was just like as a natural chemistry. Okay, I was planning to ask more out properly, like on the day after, but I kind of blew it the day beforehand because I called her my girlfriend and like when I was referring to something else, <laughs> and I was like, oh, and, like what? hadn't asked me yet. Yeah, so like, I forgot I hadn't asked already. But um, yeah, I guess like I wasn't seeing anyone else. So like as soon as I matched with her and we went off first date, like I basically like. I didn't like delete all my apps straight away, but like I did, wasn't seeing anyone. Um, and then we had like a really good few days and then she went back to America. I was like, oh yeah, definitely when she comes back. Like I was like getting ready That's to That's it, ready to go. Yeah. Cause I was like, I, I don't see why I would wait because I'm not seeing anyone else. So like, yeah. yeah. And it, for me, it was like, I've kind of just want to make it official because otherwise like when I'm describing it, it just seems a bit odd like oh yeah i've seen it like seven times but like yeah we're not like we're not dating so yeah it was getting to a point for me where i was like yeah i definitely need to like like a guy you're talking to like Mm -hmm. talking to seeing Mm -hmm. i feel like you wouldn't say dating until a particular time but then i guess you'd say like seeing someone talking to like how do you get out of the talking stage yeah who knows yeah i was curious what you guys think about the talking stage because i feel like you know the talking stage has been extended people will be they are dating but they are not boyfriend and girlfriend they are exclusive they only see each other they spend tons of time together they like each other but they're not dating and it's just very strange and i'm curious what you guys think because it's just yeah i mean well you know my history marcelo like i could be in the talking stage for like decades of my life so i think yeah it's it's been a weird a weird shift of kind of you're talking to someone you're like okay like i really like them like we're only seeing each other but i don't know if it was maybe that i am just assuming that maybe people once you hit like a certain amount of dates or so, even if you're not official, like you just wouldn't be seeing other people. Because in my mind, it just takes a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, especially with how busy everyone gets now that we have like, you know, jobs and things to done, that you just don't have a lot of time to be giving yourself to so many different people, as well as still time to like see your friends and your family and just maybe have some time to yourself. And I'm like, how can these guys be talking to like four other girls and like when literally I can barely have the time to fit in one guy and like two friends in the course of one week so yeah I think the talking stage is a bit overrated in my mind yeah maybe different background I never really stay long in the talking stage just because like (laughs) I'm not great at texting so I'm terrible at replying usually um, if I reply well to your texts, that means like you're really a high off my list <laughs> because genuinely, like if I look through my phone, there's like texts from like months ago that I'm probably waiting to reply to you. 
Um, and it's not like I even get that many messages. It's just like, I kind of get the message. I'm like, oh, like I'll reply to this tomorrow. And then like the next day and then I can't just forget. So yeah. I feel like it's almost a bit easier for that to happen in the pandemic where you're like, oh, so many people are trying to message me now. Like, eh, I'll get back to them. Like, mm -hmm. I think I saw it. Eh, I've responded in my head. And then you think that you respond and then you just never do. And then you actually check back like a couple months later and you're like, oh my God, mm -hmm. I never replied to this. I think I've sent so many texts about being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I genuinely thought that I'd responded to this text message, mm -hmm. but I never did. Yeah. So yeah, in my, in my opinion, like, yeah, if I'm going to like see someone exclusively, like I wouldn't leave it more than like probably five dates where I'm like, okay, like. I think we should like make this official or like, or you know, it'll be yeah, it'll be exclusive just because for me, like I wouldn't invest that time otherwise. <laughs> I'd just be like, well, I might as well just be single at this point. It'd be the difference. Like I wouldn't like want to text someone for that amount of time and not be like official. I know. Yeah. I'm literally like rethinking on all of like <laughs> past like talking stages. I'm like, oh God, I wasted so much time just talking yeah i'm very much like i wouldn't waste time like <laughs> like even when the pandemic i couldn't meet people i'd be like look like i'm not gonna lie i'm a terrible texter like if you want to meet up after the pandemic ends then sure but like i'm really busy and it's like not that i'm not interested if this doesn't work out i've literally just wasted so much of my life texting you and like i don't want to have that on my conscience <laughs> like so like so much money yeah like genuinely like i always just say it's like i try not to use my phone if possible for like texting like i'd rather yeah. just like text a friend like, do you want to meet up like that's kind of the extent like you can go through most of my chats with my friends there is nothing deep on any of those chats it's just back and forth like oh do you want to go out here like do you want to join me at the pub i don't really like the concept of like long texts okay you and i are very similar and come on <laughs> i'm a terrible texter no i'm <laughs> I keep getting heat all the time. I'm like, you just have to learn. I'm not going to respond. Yeah. You know, oh my God. I think there were so many times I've tried to chase you up, Marcel. <laughs> like, yeah. I think I have definitely like posted on your wall being like, respond to my text. Or, like, I think you posted an Instagram one time and you hadn't responded to my text in like a couple days. And yeah. I think one of my comments was like, respond to my respond. <laughs> it's so bad. It's literally, there's no malicious intent. I just forget. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, but it's interesting what you said about how you feel like the talking stage with someone you don't end up with is a waste of time. Like, do you think there is something to gain from like every experience? Not. I think there's something to gain from every experience. Like, but I much prefer the in-person stuff. So like, even though I had those terrible dates, I feel like I can still look back on it. It's quite funny. Like one of them, I'm, I'm a like gymnastics coach. So I tried, to, they wanted me to do a handstand. So I tried to do off. I like I hadn't done it in a while and like I fell and like I landed in mud and it was just like so bad but like I'll still remember that it's quite funny whereas like with the texting it's like you know it's the same stuff and it's just like very usually mundane and quite dull. I learned from the talking stage which just obviously was in contrast with you you really do actually start to believe like, I think so many of my guy friends have told me this of being like more like stop stressing yourself out over these guys like if a guy actually likes you and actually wants to talk to you like they will make an effort to see you and do things it won't be like you having to work this hard then obviously they're not interested you know like if you have to chase them up to speak to you they don't like you 
to like stop. So I think finally being able to see that after like being with you and actually having us talk and interact that it's like, oh, okay, I get it now. People a lot. Yeah. So I guess I learned that from, you know, a hard lesson that I didn't learn until I actually had something good going on. <laughs> yeah. So it's 2020. Uh, you're yeah. better than me. I would, I would, if I text someone and they didn't reply, like, I'd be like, oh, they're not interested. It's fine. I'll just move on. <laughs> like, you can't <laughs> that's get so them. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I had done that, we wouldn't have dated. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, he actually ghosted me for a week. It was very fun. Oh, my God. What happened? Yeah, not on purpose. <laughs> this is just like, I had a really busy week at work. And I hadn't replied to anyone. And I think this is on Bumble. Yeah, and to the be problem fair, we, was, hadn't, we hadn't met yet. Yeah. And obviously, as you know, I didn't really do the talk stage anyway. And I was busy. And for me, the Bumble texting is awful. I mute notifications on my dating apps because, well, it's also linked to my laptop. And when I'm on Zoom calls, I'm screen sharing. It can pop up. I like, <laughs> uh, I had it once where it happened. It's then I just muted everything. <laughs> so obviously, when you replied, I did, couldn't reply at the time. And I was just busy. I knew I was going to reply to you. Mm. It's just like, because like, we <laughs> couldn't meet up anyway. You said that if someone took that long to respond, yeah. you would just be like, oh, they're not interested in but moving on. this was different though, because the pandemic, <laughs> like as in, I knew that I wouldn't be able to like meet you because this was early. Yeah, well. this is, what must have been like end of March. Yeah, and my flatmate yeah. was pretty strict. Like he didn't want anyone to come over because of mm. COVID. So I was like, keep it relatively slow. And texting in two days was fine for me. Um, I wouldn't want to text more often than that. After I met you, I was texting you a lot. Like I, I used to send oh, you like thirty yeah, like, messages. Oh god, it'd be like thirty or forty. My mom would like look at my phone and just see like Nick and see like thirty six messages, and she's like, "What could he possibly have to say? Like, what is taking this many one letter like, per message?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had thirty six things to say. Like genuinely. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot in common it like a, we were a lot about to it. talk about yeah, it's like, definitely died down now it is it is not 36 messages anymore there's 34 okay nice <laughs> that's great can you give a little context of dating in covid london for people that don't know london had since march 2020 had like a lockdown for three months or so four months and you couldn't see anyone that wasn't in your household and it was pretty strict yeah it was so much stricter than the states what was it boris was like you can leave the house for one hour a day for exercise yeah it was like truly trapped in your home like if you were single you wouldn't be able to see anyone like yeah people weren't mixing at all because people were scared and even i was actually in another relationship at the time but like we didn't meet up either like it was just like nothing happened you stay in your house yeah and the world was, just was on pause yeah but then there was kind of this period when it ended and it's like eat out to help out scheme in the summer where like basically because the cases were so low and they needed to get people spending so the dating thing kind of exploded yeah. because okay. everyone had been locked away and then it opened up and then obviously they give you like 50 percent discounts at restaurants yeah, and restaurants oh maybe. um so like yeah that, that then people could date and it was quite you know took off again yeah everyone was when was that uh, july. july maybe even like mid-june it was around the time of all of the george floyd protests but maybe like just after that mid-june it kind of reverted back obviously by christmas the weather wasn't as nice yeah we had the one um november lockdown yeah the november lockdown <laughs> so like there was definitely nothing to do and i think that's when i was first dating apps 
And it was very much, you could tell it's just talking stage because you can actually meet with anyone. Yeah. So then I like deleted them for like another month. I think that's what kind of happened at the beginning of the pandemic. All of a sudden, everyone was inside and it was like, okay, we're in a talking stage. So I think, you know, Hinge, Bumble, they all went very dead because it was kind of like, it doesn't even matter if I respond to this person because you will 100% still be single in three months because we literally can't go anywhere. Yeah. So it's like, what relationship are you yeah. forming when we were all stuck inside of our homes? Like, there's no way that you will be in a relationship. So I think that kind of stalled it. But then I think after the first lockdown, we all kind of, you know, readapted how to be single mm-hmm. in London. So I think that's why a lot of park dates happened, like going for walks became the new thing, you know, going for a picnic, outside for drinks, people actually talking a bit more yeah. um, and actually hanging out and doing things. Because I think that was like my biggest shock in the summer, having a date like after lockdown. And I was like, oh my God, there's actually nothing to do but soberly, you know, just sit and talk without Mm -hmm. having any drinks, having to talk to them just Mm -hmm. one-on-one and really nothing else there to kind of like a crush during the date. It's very like pure dating. This is why I feel like Mm -hmm. it's a courtship. Like I feel like courtship came back. I know, I was like, oh God, is this how my parents felt? Like, is this what it was like? (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. like walks in the park. It's so cute, but it's like, it's such a huge change. Did you guys FaceTime date anyone? I had some calls, but that was like when I actually knew the people and it was like, oh, we'd already been maybe on a couple like walking dates or things like that. I actually had a like Netflix party date one. Oh yeah. Yeah, which was actually like really interesting. The movie was not good and I don't even remember what movie it was, but (laughs) it was like a weird way to have a date of being like, let's watch a movie, but like online and we're not together. (laughs) So depressing. Wait, we need to change the subject. COVID sucks. Literally, we're moving on. I'd be like, no, text me back when uh, actual cinemas are open. Yeah. Um, And then we'll go. (laughs) Wait, sorry, I'm just trying to be a nice soul and I wanted to watch a movie. (laughs) (laughs) But I respect it. Like, not wanting to try to make diluted version of connection when you could potentially wait and hold out for the real version of it. I think I respect it. You guys have committed, obviously, boyfriend and girlfriend. You've been dating three months. Why do you think our generation is so afraid to commit and why are they shying away from labels, in your opinion? I would say it kind of comes down to maybe previous experiences or like people that they know as well. So like friends and stuff. My friends that aren't in relationships, either like (laughs) face like who they're going to see, their future partner or whatever, and they'll kind of relate it to people they know, like our friends. I think it's quite a popular thing in our group to not be, you know, too committed to one person, especially amongst my guy friends. Like, if you say, like, you're, like, committed to one girl, it's usually bad. Like, you don't usually get good feedback from that. It's usually like, oh, like, you're too young. Like, you don't, you shouldn't put all your eggs in, like, kind of that one boss kind of thing. Which is, that's an English thing. I love Island thing. <laughs> but, like, they, but basically, like, yeah. the feedback you get is, like, it's ne- it's not usually positive it's usually negative it's usually like oh are you sure like you guys get on that well like what happens if you want to go off you know guys holiday and you're you know you're not single anymore it's like that those are the things that come to people's minds like rather than like yeah anything positive usually like obviously once they get to know them after a few like months or whatever then it's better but usually the initial feedback is 
oh no, what have you done? Do you think it's an age thing? I think a little bit. I mean, even when I ask people, <laughs> my team, like at work, there's maybe like a few 30 year olds on there. And they were like, oh yeah, like they'd be like, oh, who's in a relationship? And they'd be like, oh, you guys are way too young. Just like, <laughs> like I got married at 22 and that was a mistake. I feel like you keep hearing people throw this in there. And I think that's why, like, especially from that perspective, it's an age thing. Like, um, yeah, that's kind of like the concern, I guess. Being too young. Yeah. And also like, um, I guess some of my like girlfriends that'd be like worried about the guy's basically trust issues, which is fair enough. Like some of my, some of my guy friends are not probably that trustworthy. So I'm like, I mean, I can't even complain. I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah but like it's kind of a little bit on the individual and like kind of what you're saying like I think sometimes they try and push something the guy's not interested like yeah. I know he's not interested so like that's probably why you have trust issues because you kind of already know he's not interested so obviously it's not gonna work and I'll be like kind of saying that I'm like if you're having to force it that much and you're you know concerned that he's seeing someone else I'm like, then it's just not obviously right. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that person would be fine if he finds, you know, the right connection. Obviously, that's not the one. Yeah. Yeah, guys. <laughs> Sometimes. I think a lot of people have trouble committing because we kind of have this idea of like, okay, this is exactly what I want. Like, these are the boxes that I want checked. This is the type of guy or girl that I want. And then thinking like, once you find someone really great, maybe they have like one thing that's missing and they're like, oh, maybe I'll just hold out and see who else is out there. And maybe that's when I'll find that person that they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to close myself off to meeting people who could actually check all of these boxes instead of just being like, oh, wait, this person's actually really great. And I, you know, don't have to have everything on my list that I've ever wanted dream girl or guy, which I think can probably cause a lot of issues it's just that idealized version of someone that you might not necessarily be able to meet or that even you know odds are that person definitely does exist but it's like what are the odds you're actually going to meet that person and hit it off they could also have a very special reason that you don't like them too like they might check your boxes but they like have a whole new box of why they kind of like aren't right for you but you just like haven't thought yeah. of yet you know yeah. like some other yeah. thing yeah. I mean, for me, I always feel like it's the negative traits that you need to like know. Obviously, you're going to get on with people's positive side, like when they're like, you know, full of energy, they've had a good day or whatever. That's like easy. But like, you kind of want to know what the other person's like if they're stressed or, you know, if they're upset or, you know, just like everyone has a bit of negative traits. And I feel like if you can get on with those, then like, it's fine but I feel like that's something you don't find out until you're actually more committed to that person because I feel like when you just started dating someone or just started seeing them you're never going to show your negative traits yeah. so you'll self-recognize your own bad traits and then you'll make sure that those things don't come up or being like oh I know I get really angry so like let's take a second to breathe like he doesn't want to see me as being you know mm -hmm crazy or just being yeah. like really upset like I don't want him to think that I'm like always sad or I'm a pessimist yeah no I agree it's hard to like figure that out early like early on it yeah, usually takes a lot of I mean you could ask someone but chances are they probably lie yeah, if they, they, wouldn't, say, they yeah. wouldn't say it to if they're actually face. a friend that knows that person's negative traits they wouldn't tell you no 
No, exactly. I mean, people are usually self-aware for the most part, but they may not be. Like their negative traits may be something that they just don't even realize is a negative. And so it's just like... Yeah, because yeah, they wouldn't know that it's a negative. they wouldn't know. Yeah. Like when someone's a really big like narcissist, mm-hmm. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't think that it's a bad trait, but then you immediately pick up on it. Oof, red flag. No, definitely. But yeah, I feel, I feel like though it's like... I would say it's marginally better off the pandemic. I feel like people are more likely to not frown upon that commitment so much. At it's least because we've generation. all been listening to self-help podcasts for <laughs> a year and a half. Yeah. We've been working on ourselves <laughs> indefinitely. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting. Like this has just been a common theme anecdotally. This is not research. This is just friends of experiences. Hi, I like you but can't commit basically. It's just like a funny mm-hmm. mental block that I think people put up. It's probably yeah, just something I, with age. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. But I've, I always saw it as like, you never think the person you're with or you committed to, like you don't think that far ahead at our age. Like you might think about it, but like yeah. you don't actively, but you live in the present. You don't like live in the future. But I feel like from what you were saying, a lot of people, like especially our age, they would actually benefit from having that experience of being in a committed relationship, even if it's just for like, you know, a year and it didn't end well. Because in my opinion, like if you're like 30 and you haven't been in a committed relationship, even for like a year, that'd be like a red flag for me. So yeah, I, I feel like you just don't have any experience then. But whenever someone says that, I always say like, like you said, like, how do you know is the, this the person you're going to marry? Like you don't, but like, that's not why you kind of do it. Like you do it because you're having a good time you get on with the person and you're just like genuinely having a connection. Well, obviously you want to live in the present, things like that. But I think maybe they're thinking, okay, I don't want to waste my time. Like if I don't see this person as the one that I'm going to marry, then like, I don't want to waste my time and just have like, you know, a two and a half year gap of where I'm just with this person. But Mm -hmm. obviously I don't see it going any further. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, I guess if you don't see a future with that person, like, let's not waste everyone's time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it probably would be better to actually get to know them further and think, okay, this person has potential for me to hang out with and be with. So let's see how it goes from there. Maybe they're thinking that it's going to be an instant, like, oh, I know, like I see this person and I know that this is it. Yeah, I think people get too amped up about the spark. It's interesting. I think there's a fear too of like, oh my gosh, if I commit to someone, does that mean I'm committing for like ever? No, just means like today you're committed to them. But like, (laughs) you know, like, and you probably will next week. But it's, it's, I think people get so freaked out. They're like, oh God this is the rest of my life but you're gonna learn it's gonna be fine yeah it it does just depend i think on what type of person you are it's like i'm quite relaxed and i think that's probably a a better attitude to have at our age if you're in a relationship is because it helps you you know you don't stress about things too much whereas like some of my guy friends they'd be like i can't believe you know you just want to see the same person for like the rest of your life don't you want to see like other girls say if you go to another country like you want to meet other women i was just you know at some point you've got to decide what type of like character and person you are and i think for some people like one of my friends i just don't see him as like a relationship person Mm -hmm. i just think like that's fine you're obviously wanting a relationship 
then at some point you do have to like commit and like make yeah. a choice. Yeah. People get bogged down at like what they haven't done instead of looking at like what is happening currently. Instead of viewing the like positive of, oh, I'm with someone I enjoy currently. They're like, what have I not done yet up until this point? Yeah, exactly. Bit. No, I would agree because I was in a long-term relationship beforehand and like most of the people would be like, oh yeah, you just wasted all your time kind of thing. Like, well, <laughs> like I saw it like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's what like literally I think that's what my mom said and I was like what I like genuinely I was like obviously if I thought it was a waste of time like I wouldn't have done it like uh so yeah I think it's like you said people see the negative and not the positive and it's like obviously if you're like enjoying yourself and it's like even it doesn't end well it's like you you shouldn't regret it even in the three months I spent with Kamora like I've been really happy and like I wouldn't like change anything about it like I definitely would rather have that experience and like I'd still always remember it as a really good time all the stuff that I've done like you know you've made it better like I, I could have gone yeah. to that thing today by myself but like obviously I'd much rather have you there oh thank you oh, Kamara any any thoughts on commitment um well seeing this is early stages of commitment um yeah I mean I don't know. I think it was interesting because I hadn't actually been in a relationship until now. So it's definitely all uncharted territory, kind of just navigating what it's like to actually partially need to think about someone else other than myself. (laughs) So definitely going from the more self-focused life to now being like, okay, you know, um spending time with someone else is great like thinking of some of their needs communication is always a big thing like talking talking to someone more consistently than you know holding myself up as a hermit for a bit of time when I'm just like oof I need some space and it's like okay obviously you can no longer really do that like you do need to reach out and make an effort and do things but I think that you know Nick, you made it really easy, which has been nice to commit. So I wouldn't exactly think that, you know, I've ever had issues with commitment. I think it was just finding the right person to be able to commit to, as opposed to being like a red flag of, you know, oh my God, I can never be in a relationship. It's just, I think it just hadn't happened for me before this which is, you know, great that it has now because it's going well, all things good. So yeah, I think for a lot of, for a lot of people, I think it might just be finding someone versus not wanting to commit at all. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I wasn't like, I was talking about this with Kamora because I wasn't really looking to settle down like too soon because obviously even though I've been a while, I've been like eight months single or nine months, yeah. about eight months. I wasn't like looking for anything, but like I had such a strong connection with more that I didn't want to lose out. Like I was like, I don't think I've had that before with anyone. And it definitely changed my mind. And I was like, yeah, no, definitely. Like, I don't want this to be like, you know, a one time kind of thing. So yeah, I kind of knew, but like, I think that's because you were that, that person like if I yeah if I hadn't got that connection with you it could have been different but like no you definitely yeah you were special <laughs> oh cute cute <laughs> we've gotten a lot of questions lately about like how do you get over someone you never really dated officially 
with labels? Like, how do you get over someone that you haven't dated? Nick, I assume you will not have an answer to this because you are the commitment type. <laughs> Nick's like mm, never heard of her. Um, it's like Kamora. What are your thoughts on that? Like how how to get over someone that was not technically your boyfriend or girlfriend? I think what I would do, you know, one of the things would obviously be listen to some sad music. That's always a go-to. Mm-hmm. Just you know, let yourself feel sad. I think I was listening to podcasts over last summer, and they were kind of talking about you know, that phase of mourning that you can still have mourning for, you know, a relationship that wasn't technically a relationship because anytime that you're interacting with someone in a romantic setting, you know, it has you emotionally invest in it. So you kind of need to take the time to properly kind of grieve that loss I guess even though it might seem like oh you're so overreacting it's like well no you know you put in emotional effort you spent the time actually you know getting to know someone liking them so kind of giving yourself that time and then maybe just get back out there I guess yeah (laughs) just swipe right again give you some time to kind of properly think about it be like okay maybe this wasn't the best thing and then just try to, you know, find someone new if that's what you're thinking, or if you come to the realization after that, oh, I was much better alone. And maybe you could also give yourself that time to kind of like, you know, work fully on yourself. Don't think about dating. And then, you know, when you're actually ready and feel open to it, then to come back to it. That's good advice. Giving it the time, like as if it was a relationship. Do you have any final words of wisdom for people that are dating in their 20s? I guess my, like, I guess my only piece of advice would be just like, um, you know, you shouldn't have to work too hard. Like as in, it should be natural. Um, If you're like, feel like you're forcing it or you're acting not yourself, then obviously it's like a bad sign from the start. So like, if you're dating and you're just like both comfortable and you're relaxed and that kind of thing, then yeah, you sh- then you know it's right. And then commitment is definitely on the cards because you know you get on so well. But like also on the same token, like you don't need to force it if like you know you're not feeling it. That's also fine. That's completely natural. It's much better you communicate that rather than like obviously faking it. I think would mind be it would definitely be that piece of advice that so many people have tried to tell me in the past that I just didn't really listen to but you know if a guy or you know really anyone actually wants to be with you they'll take the time and they'll actually speak to you they'll communicate with you they will want to make plans with you like if you I think one of my friends told me this maybe like a year or so ago but he was like you know if you need to ask whether or not they like you the answer is no tough pill to swallow but Phil, yeah. why i didn't listen to it <laughs> yeah you're like oh i think i'll just ignore that advice because it's <laughs> like, like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah okay cool anything else that you guys want to say Thank you guys for coming on. This was so fun. Thanks. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, it was nice to meet you. Oh my God.
It's fun that we met in this way. We're online meetings. Who doesn't love an online meet and greet? I mean, we're all fans of the online. Every relationship on this Zoom met online. <laughs> so that's actually so true. As we talk online currently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our lives have come full circle, Marcella. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs>